Hi guys, welcome back. So I'm here today with my dear Mona Lipson. Hello. My good friend. Um, Mona actually used to train with me for quite a while, um, but I'm using her for her brain this time. So um, today we're going to talk about um, the difference between like being self-centered and being selfish um, and giving. Mona does a lot of um, you know, volunteer work and um, works for a nonprofit, travels overseas to help out, um, you know, other countries that are that are having trouble. Um, and it's, it's something that she's really passionate about. And attachment is something that we struggle with big time. Um, you know, being attached to our possessions and our material wealth, and it causes a lot of unhappiness. And I think, you know, seeing people who are suffering in other places with less or more happy um, in other places that have, you know, less material wealth, which we're going to talk about, um, is, is a really good helpful lesson and something that can help kind of bring some perspective to our lives and help bring us a little bit more happiness. Um, and we do also have a guest. If you hear any grunts, we have little Lomi with us <laughs> on his dog. He's our, he's our, um, our producer for the yes, day. Yes, we do have a little puppy. <laughs> um, so, Mona, why don't you give them a little bit of just like a little blurb of your, um, you know, background of, of what you do in your work. So for the last 15 years, which is so crazy to think, I've worked in the nonprofit sector and the last few years have transitioned over slightly to the social impact side, working with corporations to build out their social responsibility strategies, initiatives, partnerships with different nonprofits. So what does that mean, social responsibility? So corporate social responsibility has been changing and has many different definitions over the last few years. But if you think of it as a company has a bigger responsibility than just their bottom line. Mm -hmm. um, a, a easy way to think of it is looking at it from a triple bottom line. So they're also investing in people and it could be people within their corporation or people who they reach through their products and services. Or it could also be the planet. Um, okay. You're hearing more and more about you know carbon credits and emissions and mm -hmm. supply chain and where your products are coming from and the materials that are being used. Um, or you you work uh, in the fitness arena, you've probably seen a really big shift in sneakers. Mm -hmm. Where now a lot of sneakers are knit, and that was done to save on waste. Where pieces of leather and material don't have to be cut and left on the floor, mm. they're now being knit to the precise size of the sneaker. Yep, zero waste. Cool. So, and who do you work for now? So right now I work for Voss Foundation, which is part of and affiliated with Voss Water, the uh, premium water company. And we, we specifically work on water initiatives and sanitation initiatives in sub-Saharan Africa. Awesome. So we work with partners in Swaziland, in Uganda, in uh, Kenya, and the Democratic Republic of Congo, helping to fund safe water systems. Awesome. And then also working with Voss to... Uh, further develop their corporate social responsibility strategy. Awesome. Yeah. Are they going to pay you for that plug? <laughs> right, I should. Yeah. Um, so I just, I have a question because I think that that's an interesting topic and I'm always kind of curious about what that means. Um, and as I'm starting my own business, I want to make sure I'm socially responsible, even though I have zero product waste. But, um, so is that sort of saying that like, if, if a company is a big contributor to the economy just in general, then that comes with you know, sort of a, an equally weighted responsibility to give back, or does that mean to not cause more harm than good, or both? That is, that's exactly it. Yay! Uh, that's exactly I'm it. I'm good at guessing. And, you know, there's definitely some debate because a company, a company is there to sell something. Yeah. And they are, their, their sales and their product and their marketing is all based on consumers. Right. And, you know, we here in New York, I definitely think we're in a bit of a bubble where consumers more and more are demanding that what they buy have a deeper purpose. Mm. But, you know, I'm, I'm here, I'm stuck in New York too, and, and I think that's certainly the case. But as I've been told by other people that I talk with about this or I leave New York, it's less so. So mm. my personal belief is that companies need to look at, you know, the world as a whole and not necessarily just... The consumer, yeah, and that is a little controversial, right? Because they need to make a profit, right? So I was gonna say, is that is that making their products like you know globally responsible? Is that just a marketing tactic? So I think back to probably eight or ten years ago, that was definitely almost always the case. There were a few exceptions, like Patagonia, 
yeah. um, has always believed in that. Ben and Jerry's has always believed in that. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it was oftentimes like these kinds of initiatives were run out of the marketing departments. Right. We are starting to see a shift now where companies are building purpose into their actual product or they're creating products to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. So more and more we are slowly starting to integrate social responsibility into the brand mm-hmm. versus just a marketing tool or a marketing ploy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can tell you from you know firsthand experience, I work with many marketing departments and we do want to tell the story and we do because if we don't, number one, no, the consumers won't know about it. Right. And I also think it's influential to other companies. Yeah. Right? Like you, if your company is doing good and everyone is reading about it and it is impacting your bottom line, other companies are going to pick up on that too. Right. It's kind of like a killing two birds with one stone. Like you might as well, like, you know what I mean? Like if you're going to, if you're going to make more money and help the world, like why wouldn't you? Right. But it's, it goes to the original topic that we were going to talk about. You know, are our companies doing it? Are we as individuals doing it to uh, to actually do good, or are we right. gaining a benefit? That's what I was it? just going to say because I I was going to say it's a perfect segue into what I was going to ask you about. Are there any you know, uh, are, are is all giving like is there any kind of bad giving? Because I see like um, you know as I'm doing my wellness business like mindfulness. To me, that's such a, like, you know, meditation, spirituality, like, that's such a sacred thing. And then there's people, like, you know, marketing off it, which is okay. I get that. It's a tool. But there's also, like, my main competition. Like, I'm one practitioner, and, I, and I'm doing it because I've seen people – I've had people come up to me and say, you changed my life, and that makes me want to do it. And then I see companies like Cigna, who – sorry, Cigna – they put on not commercials. Yeah, not not sponsored. Um, they put on commercials, and they're like, you know, they they do, they do these wellness plans, and all they do is they bring their doctors in to the workplace, and they just you know test their like cholesterol, and their they weigh them, and they're like, okay, great. Well, you need a prescription. It's like, uh, okay, um, but. Yeah, I think I think the the intention. I don't know. Well, we'll get there because I think the intention will carry over. But so why don't you tell me if you think? Because um, we, you know, a lot of people, especially now in like social media, um, you know, people are are doing good things for like the attention. Um, and so, yeah, do you think that that kind of spoils it at all, or? You know, I. Let me that. We're trying to keep her quiet, guys. We She's really, excited. really, we're trying to keep it quiet. <laughs> I think that if you're not doing any harm and and maintaining your business in a way that's not destroying any person, any place, um, uh, any promoting any ill will, but you're not necessarily doing good, then just maintain that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, oftentimes, especially having worked in the nonprofit sector, I never understood when there was negative press about a nonprofit. Unless, right. of course, they're, yeah. unless, of course, they're doing, they are creating something terrible, some elbow or hurting people. But if it's not for you, you don't have to participate, right? If the product right. is not for you, you don't have to buy it. As long as you're not, and again, maybe I'm simp- oversimplifying this too much, um, but... You know, a company doesn't have to take on a, a charitable organization. They don't have to uh, assess their supply chain and, you know, address labor rights. But don't, you know, don't go the opposite extreme Yeah. Uh, either. Right. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, harmful, I don't think there's a question about that. But I, I guess I mean, like, if a company is, say a company you know, donates food to like 30 homeless shelters and they do it completely silent because Mm -hmm. the owner was homeless when he was growing up and he just wants to do it because he wants to give back. Nobody knows about it. And you know, that's a great deed. Is there any difference you think between that? Like, is it tainted if they do it? You know, if a company doesn't give to like 30 homeless shelters, but they put it in their press and they tell everybody about it and they get attention to try to, you know, pick up their product. Like, do you think that's tainted or do you think that a, a homeless person being fed is a homeless person being fed? Yes. And I, this is, again, talking about being selfish or selfless. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's almost mutually, uh, they're mutual. They, they feed off of each right. other. And so it's great to act in... It's great to participate in those acts of kindness in philanthropy. I actually think you are doing a bit of disservice, not 
patting yourself on the back for that. Mm -hmm. Not taking a little bit of the credit because you might inspire others. Right. You might inspire others individually. You might inspire other companies to act similarly. Mm -hmm. So by patting yourself on the back, by taking some of the credit for it, shining a spotlight, I think you can actually do more good. Yeah. I think I would just mean more like if people are doing it to make money. So they'll get, you know, if... Like, you know, you asked me once, like, okay, if you had two bottles of water that are the same price, same quality, same everything, and one company, you know, donates 10 cents to a charity, which one are you going to buy? You're going to buy the one that donates to a charity. So do you think if they're doing it to make more money that that's tainted? My personal opinion is absolutely not. I don't think so that, either. That we are in a, we live in a capital society. We yeah. all need to put food on our plates. We need to pay our employees wages that are livable. Mm -hmm. So by all means, if you're going to make more money by... You're make more money, but you're also giving some exactly. away. So, because I think that that's like, I get kind of sad about that because people are like, oh, if you're going to go, you know, feed the homeless, like leave your camera at home. It's like, I get it, but it's also like, like when I did the Thanksgiving thing. I mean, I think it depends on the person. And, like, you don't have to be friends with that person if you don't want to. Also, mind your business. But, like, <laughs> like yeah, I, it depends on the, the heart behind it. Like, did I videotape the homeless people that I went up to on the subway? No, mostly because I was sobbing hysterically and I was embarrassed. Yes. But, like, like putting that out, like, that made other people do kind of things. Yeah. So it's, like, people are just, I think, so bitter about, like, the you know, the appearance on social media and things like that and marketing, but it's like, dude, if you can kill two birds with one stone, and also if if making more money is a driver for people to do more good things, hell yeah, yeah. especially big companies who have tons of money and they should be giving back. Exactly. Like, good, do whatever it takes. And I have, I've had this debate with many a friend who works in, who work in advertising or marketing, and they might be, you know, they're coming at it from a slightly different perspective as me, and, and they... Uh, they might think it is kind of icky, or there is an ult, you know an, another ultimate um, ulterior motive. But I I kind of go back to the more money you make, the more you can actually impact. Right. And whether it's impacting by paying people more, um, hiring more people, or using it to uh, to fund water projects in Africa. Right. Um, why not make more money right. to do so? Also, like, that's, and, I, and I'm just thinking about because I do, you know, do it from the heart and so do you. Like, I think about that, <laughs> low me with the snoring. Um, I think about that, again, that person, that person in need who's being helped, they don't give a fuck why you did it. You know what I mean? One more person with food in their belly, that's the end. You know what I mean? Whatever it takes for us to get those people or those companies to give back, great. Now, I've worked for some nonprofits that do have partnerships with some companies that might be considered controversial. And uh, there's always been... Uh, in terms of their product or in terms of just their impact or their people that represent them? You know, I don't want to call out any of the companies, but they might have a product that uh, is being made in a way that is harmful to the environment. Mm. Or they might... Um, be working on something that is slightly controversial when it comes to potential. I mean, I, I won't say the name of the company, but for example, uh, G GMOs, right? Genetically modified mm -hmm. organisms. There, this, the science is still kind of out, and there's a lot of people, particularly in big cities, who don't know the the science of of agriculture, mm -hmm. who are completely anti-GMO. Then right. you have people in the communities where these um, where these farms are, where this food is being produced. These are um, these are employing thousands of people. It's feeding right. our country in masses. It's science, right. and they don't see it as hurting anybody. And one of these companies wanted to support one of the nonprofits that I was working on, mm -hmm. and I recognize super controversial right. taking money from a company that uh, is in the practice of developing genetically modified foods. Mm -hmm. uh, and we struggled a lot with what do we do? Yeah. Right? Do we well, take it's like this? Such a butterfly effect, especially. A, a big company, it's like you hurt one, you help another. It's like such a, like, you can't really, like, get down to the nitty-gritty of it. You know what I mean? And yeah. also, like, in terms of, like, partnering with other people and their image, like, that's, that's like, a whole nother story because you can't really help. Like, perception is reality, regardless of what they're actually doing. If, if GMOs are seen, you know, if 90% of American people vote and, you know, take a survey and they think that GMOs are harmful, it doesn't matter if they're harmful or not. You know what I mean? That's the perception. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I think it's the I think it's the intention behind it. So when you do, so let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, what I was saying before. How my my mom always says there's a difference between being self-centered and selfish. She says I'm not selfish, but I'm very self-centered. 
And I think that, you know, there's a lot of confusion these days in, in like, the, the trend of the buzzword of, like, self-care. Um, and also, you know, uh, there's so many, there's people that are such extremes, you know, people that are always put themselves first, um, and we might call them selfish. There's some people that never put themselves first. Um, and, you know, they end up getting kind of beat over the head with, you know, people taking advantage of them. So what would you say is a difference and or, like, how do you find that balance? Like, where do you think that line could be drawn? It's a big question. You know, no one is going to look out for you truly the way you're going to look out for yourself. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to be able to impact others and be a good role model and just be a good member of society if you're not in a good place. Mm -hmm. So, you know, by all means, I think self-care, whatever you want to call it, making sure that, you know, you are, are a, uh, a positive light in, because there's so much going on and there's so mm -hmm. much negativity right now. Uh, if we all took a little time to, you know, promote our own well-being, mm -hmm. um, absolutely, 100%. Yeah. And if that's going to lead towards, um, lead towards other external factors that are beyond yourself, it wouldn't have happened if you weren't taking care yeah. of yourself first. Right. Uh, and I think most people would 100% agree. And if you're having trouble, if you're having trouble uh, being an advocate for yourself, taking care of yourself, that's that's a whole nother. Right. Uh, that's a whole right. other podcast. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, girl, I got a long yeah. list. Um, well, I think, and, and for me, like, I, I kind of get this way too. Like, I think, and this is something that I'm trying to get away from um, with this podcast or try to help people resolve, is that we hear a lot of advice that's, and I pretty much say this every podcast because it's a really important theme. We hear so much advice that are these general, I don't want to say cliches, but kind of like, they're very general and, and most people don't disagree with them and they're like, yeah, well, of course, but then they're, you know, when it's like, be confident and it's like, yeah, of course, but like how? Like it's very like nonspecific. So I try to really like make the point of, of giving people kind of like actionable things or like sort of like um, consistencies or like laws, quote unquote. So how, how could you define like, like the tipping point between like when you're like, how should you choose like when you're up against a predicament of, of putting somebody else first or putting yourself first? Like how would you qualify and how would you know when to choose yourself versus somebody else? Well, oftentimes... And when you're talking about giving advice and what to do if you don't have those feelings, oftentimes by helping others, you gain that confidence. Mm -hmm. And so you might start off thinking uh, you're being selfless, right? Because you're putting somebody else first, whether it's in a charitable capacity or it's just listening to a friend or being there for a friend or even something at work. Maybe you don't want to help your boss with something, but you end up doing it. Mm -hmm. um, what you gain in return, whether it's from that person's gratitude or just the feeling of being able to help somebody will slowly gain your confidence. And, and that's again where this like, what truly is selflessness? Because if you're doing it for somebody else, but then it ultimately comes back to you, is it actually selfless? Right. Um, I found this really great quote that said, um, real selflessness, like actual selflessness would be acting against your own wishes, um, mm. which then would leave you feeling, you know, impoverished or wouldn't make you feel better and you, you're emotionally, you wouldn't be better off. And so then is that really selfless at all? If mm. you're actually not better off than you were before, right. because the definition of selfless, you know, is supposed to enrich others. And then you're not enriching yourself, so then what's the point? Right, it's just like you're just taking like a, you know, a peg from one side to put it to the other. Right. So do you think that that's <laughs> my, my layman's terms? Um, so, yeah, and I think that that's, so then do you think that that's like, um, you know, that's not beneficial if, if you're going to pull yourself down to, to give to somebody else? Exactly. Yeah. You, you shouldn't be going to the point where your selfless act is hurting yourself. Right. And if you are struggling with confidence or are you struggling with um, self-esteem or you're just feeling down, I do think, you know, taking a moment to work with others, help others, ends up coming back to you to benefit yourself. Yeah. And I think it's a lot of times too, like, because, you know, for me, it'll come down to something where, like, I'll, I'll have a decision to make, and there's two choices, and one would help me and hurt the other person, and the other option would hurt, help them and hurt me or whatever, whatever the opposite is. Um, and, and so that's when I, it comes down to, like, like, say if it was to, like, you know, cover a shift 
for a coworker. You know, they're having a really bad day, but you feel like shit. You know what I mean? And if you cover their shift and you, you know, you pull a double and you say, actually, you're going to be tired and exhausted, you feel like shit, but then if you don't help them, you know what I mean? So that's where, like, I mean, at least for me, because that's where I, like, feel guilty that I'm not helping, but then I also am like, well, what about me? So what do you, what do you think? So that kind of reminds me of my first job out of college was at a really crazy, terrible television show, <laughs> and I didn't last very long. It was pretty awful, and just... Everything about the day was draining and negative, and I mm -hmm. felt like we were exploiting people. And I would leave at the end of the night, it would be so late, and all I wanted to do was like give my seat to some, like something mm. to help others because I felt like I just felt like crap, and I yeah. felt like I wasn't doing anything to support. Uh, to support my community, and even if I was so tired, and there was, let's say, one seat on the train and I took it, I didn't want to take it. I almost mm. wanted to, you know, stand uncomfortably. But you're, you're a special <laughs> breed, honey. <laughs> but, but it was, it, you know, even though you might, you know, be, have worked this double and you're exhausted, the, if, if you are the kind of person that self-reflects, and I think that's actually another really important part of this conversation mm -hmm. is there has to be self-reflection. You have to sort of put yourself on the balcony, look down yeah. at this situation as a whole. And if you just go home and you're cursing out your coworker because you had to do that, right. then you know what? You shouldn't have done it. Yeah, you because can't there's do no it self -reflection. because you feel like you have to. Right. Or because you're obligated to. It has to. And that's that's what I think, too. Like, you know, it's kind of the way I'll, I'll get myself around kind of doing things that I don't want to do. Like, you can, you can manipulate your perspective on... The act or, or how it's going to benefit you in the long run or, or what it's really doing to make it feel better for you you know what I mean like um, you know say you did want to stay in and cover the ship for your co-worker or, or you didn't want to but you talk yourself into it because you're like okay well this is good because you know I need more practice at the job or whatever or this is going to give me an opportunity to you know work closer with my boss and that might help me get the promotion you know what I mean so it's like and I talked about that in the meditation podcast like like however you can spin it you know what I mean? Because we don't want to, like you said, we don't want to resent good deeds. Mm -hmm. You know, but but I think that that's a really good qualifier. Like it can't it can't come down on you if you like you have to be okay enough to help other people. Um, but I also think that there's a difference between, and I don't know. This is just like kind of a thought floating around in my head. Like I almost feel like there's a different like there's I want to think of a, a more or a less ignorant word, but I almost want to say there's like a almost like a scale to it like like if somebody had no food I'm more willing to give them something like of such a like bare necessity than you know my friend who's hungover and wants to go home early from work you know what I mean like I also think that there's like a level two to that in terms of like when we would put our our own comfort you know what I mean like like what weight it has like I, I I'm more willing to sacrifice something for myself if it has greater importance yeah, but we can't forget that, you know, we live where we live and we have what we have. And, uh, you know, the, our situation, we can't lessen our situation because we happen to have food on our table. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I travel to Guatemala a lot, like you mm -hmm. said earlier, and I struggle often because I come home and, you know, I might have had a really bad day of work or uh, somebody... Something happened, and I'm in a bad mood, and I struggle with accepting being in a bad mood because yeah. there's people in Guatemala that have nothing, mm -hmm. and why, why do I have the right to be in a bad mood or to be upset or to be crappy when there are people all around the world, people that I, I know personally who are living in mud huts, who don't right. have flushable toilets, right. you know, who are struggling, and and it's okay in our in our individual situations to you know, to take on those negative moments because that's the situation that we're mm -hmm. in. I don't know if I'm articulating this very yeah, well. Yeah, but... well, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what we were talking about, um, you know, before the podcast. Like, like we don't... So, like, if you were... So, you know, you were saying if you're, you care more about the person who doesn't have food um, than the, your friend who might be hungover. I mean, but your friend that's hungover, like, that's the situation that she was in. Right. And I agree with you. I would 100% struggle mm -hmm. with that. I'd yeah. be like, come on, I girl. I don't care like, less, but I'd be, there. there's a, a level of urgency in terms of, like, like when I'm deciding between sacrificing something of my own, like, like if I'm going to put myself, like, in the lurches for them, I'm more willing to put, put myself in the lurches for somebody that can't eat versus, like, I'm suffering for it. You know what I mean? So it's not, like, not having compassion for them or empathy because, um, 
you know, like we were saying before, like pain is all relative and like I hate when people come and I used to do this all the time when I was younger, all the time. Like you don't have it that bad. I have it worse. Exactly. Like, it doesn't, that's not even, that doesn't even make sense. Like it's apples and oranges. And like, I always think about like, like the Buddha when he didn't, he was so like shocked by suffering because he never saw it his whole life before he left the castle. You know what I mean? But that didn't mean that like, or if you think of a little kid, right? A little kid, like they haven't known like great loss and depression and like, you know, financial turmoil and losing their identity like a six-year-old, right? Like they don't know. But if their doll falls in the mud, that's the greatest pain they've ever known. Right. And relatively speaking, the worst pain you've ever felt, that six-year-old or the worst pain we've ever felt, if we lose a loved one or something, God forbid, those things are the same. You see, you just articulated that way better than I Oh, did. I got you. Listen, <laughs> we're a team. Um, but I think that that's a big problem. And, and like I was saying to you before, like I feel so guilty sometimes. And, and it's two spectrums, right? Like the people who have no appreciation and then the people who feel guilty about ever feeling bad about anything, you know? Well, I do feel that travel and getting out of our comfort zone is really really important mm -hmm. uh, you know being able to experience other cultures other communities where people don't have the luxuries that we do I do think gives some perspective mm -hmm. um, and so you know but I, also a shortcut <laughs> <laughs> also a shortcut to being appreciative and having perspective because I've never been out of the country but you can have awareness that's not in your physical proximity. No. And shortcuts aren't always bad, right? No, they're not. They're not. That's what I was going to say. If you need it, go. Yeah, that's but why it's, But it's not, it's not required. No. You can still, you can't be like, oh, I don't of know course. what it's like over there. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think in terms of like the guilt, like we were saying before, like, because that shit, that'll like ride on me really hard. And I think like being it, like you were saying, like being human and having bad days like you can still appreciate what you have and also be dissatisfied and I think trying to like decipher those emotions like you can you can have something or be in a situation or like we were talking about like a house or like a living situation like I don't want to live I live in the ghetto right I don't want to live there anymore I hate my apartment I hate my neighborhood am I constantly still grateful about coming into a warm house yes and there can be, that can happen at the same time. Yes. That, that can happen at the same time. So you can kind of get rid of that guilt because then, like I was saying before, I feel like a lot of times the guilt ruins, and I do this to myself all the time, like I'll be like, oh, Allie, you didn't, <laughs> you know, I, I want to be present so bad, right? And I'm like, Allie, you know, you're ruining this day with your bad mood. Like you're not being present. You're ruining, well, I'm ruining it by ruminating in it. You know what I mean? Like it's so <laughs> silly. Like we just... It's almost like I think that the guilt is kind of futile. Like I think it's more productive instead of being like reactive of like doing something bad to be proactive and give back. And then not like you earn your bad moods by giving to the homeless, but so to speak, I think it's more like beneficial like to to give and be active about the positive rather than guilty and reactive about the negative. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think taking a moment so if you're feeling guilty and it's right it's now becoming all about yourself and you're and you're acting selfish and you're you're overdoing your I don't I don't want to belittle or lessen anyone else's you know bad mood but I think then taking a moment to pause and transition the selfish to the selfless mm -hmm. uh, what does that look like for you I think that's you know I think it's kind of what I was saying earlier that by supporting somebody else uh, whether it's in a charitable way or a just giving to a friend way, it's going to ultimately come back and impact your mood. And so hopefully right. you're going from, you know, guilt or sorrow or sadness to feeling confident, empowered, positive. Okay. Um, and so again, it goes back to like these two concepts are really mutually beneficial. Mm -hmm. So you're saying more on like the big scale, like kind of like a karma thing, like coming back around. Or are you talking about, like, in I, the moment? I think it can be both. Okay. Yes, I think it can t definitely, uh, on the larger scale, and I think it can also be in the moment. And okay. maybe it's not in the moment, like, that second, mm. but maybe it's, like, you wake up the next morning, and you're like, you know what, like, that really did make me feel good. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you're selfish at all. Yeah. You've now taken that selfish moment of feeling sorrow and guilt to feeling selfish of, I feel empowered and happy and ready to, you know, take on the next challenge yeah and I also think like you know being ugh, complaining like 
you know, it sucks to an extent, and it does sound silly when we have so much, but I also think that, like, and again, it comes down to perspective, and, and everything I try to take to, you know, my bad moods or whatever, depression, anxiety, anything like that, and just kind of using them as tools to just kind of understand what the real problem is, because, and this is just my opinion, I could be wrong, but if we're complaining about, we have so much, quote-unquote, and that'll segue, segue me perfect into the next um, section, but... You know, we complain so much about, you know, little things, but if you're warm, you're fed, you have a house, and you're bitching about little things, there's something else you're not happy about that's way bigger. You know what I mean? Like, if you're projecting your complaints onto little things, like, oh my god, this stupid computer won't work. Like, you're just, I don't know, the frustrations, I think, are just projected onto little things. And if you can look at your, like, um you know, your discomfort or your your unhappiness, your dissatisfaction and try to resolve those issues and use those bad moods or that like unappreciativeness to, to try to remedy your situation and then you don't have to sit there and just feel guilty. Again, being active instead of reactive, just being like, I hate this, I hate that. Like, why do you hate it? And then do something about it. And then like you said, you know, try to turn that around into, into giving something back. Yeah, and then, you know, working in the nonprofit sector, I mean, that doesn't mean that, I might have had really terrible bosses or really bad days right. or like really frustrated with my computer and why, right. especially nonprofit, right? Because our resources are shit. Right. So like, I can't tell you how many days I've lost at jobs because the server just completely goes down and nobody can do any work. Yeah. Um, it's still a job. Uh, right. And, still, and we're still human. <laughs> and we're still human. Uh, for me personally, it was a choice that I made because I knew I needed to get up in the morning and feel like I had a larger purpose, mm -hmm. and and not everybody. And I don't judge anybody else that has a job where you know they're, you know, they're making money for somebody, or because that's still right. important. Because you're making money for somebody who I hope will be doing something positive with that mm -hmm. those funds, you know, or yourself, or like exactly in self care. If you're taking care exactly. of yourself and you're in a good place, then you can do more for other people. Exactly. It doesn't have to. Does I'm not saying it has to be a donation. Yeah. At all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I knew for me personally. Um, like I said, I actually did start off in the television industry, and it was not meant for me. I, yeah. I didn't realize that, girl. <laughs> that nonprofit was a job yeah. at all. It kind of fell into it accidentally. Uh -huh. I also um, thought that people who worked for nonprofits didn't get paid. Right. You're like, it's not a volunteer, Allie. Still, people, people still ask me that. They're like, so what does the whole nonprofit thing that's mean? That's like a fair, I feel like that's a fair, like, confusion. Because yeah. you're like, if you don't make money, but it's like, you do, you just don't, like... You do, and if you do, if you end up with a profit, it goes back into the program. Mm -hmm. It doesn't go as a bonus to the, you know, the executive director or to the right. board of directors. Right, right, yeah, just you goes just back don't keep more than your means, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, or you develop a new program with it, or maybe mm -hmm. you put it into an endowment. Yeah. So that that ultimately again goes to help the mm -hmm. the underlying program. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't know that nonprofit you could work in a nonprofit yeah. that that was like a job. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't know about, you know, corporate social responsibility and that you could uh, work for a company doing good. Mm -hmm. uh, so that, and it's changed, it's been changing so much and it's constantly changing every day. And yeah. Now you have things like social entrepreneurs who are building companies based on solving, you know, world issues and crisis. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And yeah, making right? money from it. Yeah. It's not a nonprofit. Yeah. Uh, and which is ironic. Which is ironic. <laughs> and, and personally, what I would love to see, and I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but like I truly think that companies should put nonprofits out of business. That I think we would be in a just in a better space if each company took on something. Right. Then we wouldn't have these nonprofits all begging for right. Fundraising. There wouldn't be like the polarity, like in the extreme of like like one company is sacrificing everything and being really, you know, they're going under the people that are doing well. Right, if everybody takes a little piece of the pie. Exactly. Right? If everyone takes a little piece of the pie, I don't think that applies to social um, social service agencies. So nonprofits that are actually providing a service, I think that's a little different. I don't mm -hmm. know if you're if it's necessarily if it makes sense for a company to run a soup kitchen, um, right. but if they are committing to helping to generate revenue for that soup kitchen and now they're not sure. fighting for fundraising dollars. Mm -hmm. uh, we've sort of set, uh, somehow ended back in corporate yeah. responsibility and not self-care okay. and awareness. Well, but it's your, it's your, you know, your relative example in your life and it's important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but so I wanted to talk to, and this is kind of the main thing, um, because this is like something that I think about all the time. Um, 
and is kind of like the sort of underlying topic of, of all this, which is attachment um, and how. And I was just talking to a friend about this the other day. Um, somebody, uh, somebody, you know, took their life. <clears throat> they were like, I don't understand. They had everything. Like, how oh. could they be depressed? They, you know, they had a great job and they accomplished all their goals. They did well in school. They had a loving family. You know, they they were an athlete. Blah blah. blah. And it's like, okay, what is that? And people are like, how could they not be happy? It's like, who said that that's happiness, right? And so I think a lot of people, um, you know, we kind of lose that that appreciation, so to speak. Like. Like, tell me a little bit about how you see the difference in happiness in people, you know, in Guatemala who barely have anything and people here who, who so, you know, quote unquote, have so much wealth and how we sometimes are not even as happy as them and being able to appreciate that. Yeah, it's an amazing predicament. I don't know what the right word is, mm -hmm. but it is fascinating when I travel to Guatemala and I'm around children who have so little and are so content you can give them right. a pen and it will keep them occupied mm -hmm. for hours mm -hmm. we've had situations where we are screening hundreds of kids for potential um, surgery and we'll lose electricity mm -hmm. and they will not flinch they'll keep coloring they'll keep drawing I've seen kids when we hand them a crayon they break it in half to give a piece of crayon to one of their siblings right um, it's just, you know, I don't, and, I, and I don't think that us having access to stuff is bad. No. Um, and I, it kind of goes back to just being aware and teaching other gener younger generations and teaching our friends and, and whether you have the opportunity to go to another country or not, like yourself, having the, having just the understanding. Um, and it's so much easier said than done. Like, yeah. I don't know why... You know, I'm around the younger generations these days who, you know, don't have an appreciation, right? You give them one crayon and they want the whole box. Like, yeah. I, you know, if I had the answers to that, I'd, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I'd be making billions of <laughs> right, dollars right see, now. Sit here with me. Um, all I can say is having experienced, you know, both ends, having grown up in a, in a, in a family that has. You know, it has means. I was able to, you know, if we wanted to go out to a restaurant for dinner, we went out to a restaurant for dinner. Right. If we wanted to go on a family vacation, we went out to a family vacation. Mm -hmm. But I was also exposed to what it would be like to not have those things, and it just right. gave me, like, a larger appreciation. Right, and um, I think that's all it is, is the appreciation of it. It's not, it's not, you're not a bad person for having it. It's right. just being, being able to enjoy it and being grateful for it and realizing that it is a privilege and not, like, a right. Right. Or and something that you're owed. Listen, you know and, I'm, and I'm not a parent, so I, I can't say what it's like to have, you know, young kids and try to teach them these values or expose them to these values. Um, but it is fascinating being around my friends with kids who, you know, they need to have this toy for this and mm -hmm. this product for that. And then you go to Guatemala and it's like the kid has a stick. Mm -hmm. and, and sure, they're... <laughs> It does. It does actually impact your brain development to have certain, you know, sure. toys in a stick, but not on such an extreme scale, <laughs> you know. Um, but that 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 little kid with a stick might grow up to be really happy, right? And then the one, you know, the kids with all the all the correct educational toys might end up, you know, in an unfortunately very dark place, and right? So, right, exactly. I, I, I don't have the answers, the Ellie. Correct. You know, it's okay. You don't have to. But I think like. But that's why it's important just to bring these things up because, you know, I'm not I'm not here trying to give answers to anybody, yeah. um, but just to get them to think about it and just Absolutely. to get them to start, you know, asking questions. I always say like, I have this running joke with my mom. Like I have a you know a overflowing bookshelf of books, um, and I've only finished two books in my <laughs> life because I read the first like third because I love the questions and I don't want any of the answers. Um, but I think I didn't that know that about you. I'm so weird. <laughs> just wait. Um, we'll chat more after this. Um, but I think that that's like coming back to to the being self selfless and, and giving. You know that on uh, the opposition of that is is the greed, and and that's where the lack I think of giving comes from is people wanting to keep things for themselves, right? Because I don't think anybody, I don't think anyone would sit there and say that giving to someone else is bad, but they're just like, oh, I don't want to because I want it for myself. I, I could argue that actually, really, in certain situations. Um, if you if you are if we're talking strictly so like enabling right like if we're just talking strictly about charity right now yes. 
Um, I do think that the best way to give is to enable, is to empower. You know, so giving somebody a pair of shoes versus setting up a, you know, or training a local, oh, yeah. you know, shoe cobbler to right. now supply shoes to their local like community. Like give a man a fish, he eats for a day. Exactly, fish, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, giving somebody a meal on Thanksgiving, absolutely amazing, but having a program where they can, you know, learn job skills, oh, yeah. where they can get on their feet, exactly. So I can argue that. Yeah, slightly. I thought you were going to yeah. say, because I was talking about, like, you know, because still giving the, the homeless person the meal is, nobody would say that that's bad. Absolutely. Right? right. I thought you were going to say, like, giving to somebody, like, enabling them, like, you know, an alcoholic and giving them all kinds of money so they don't have to get a job uh, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, damn, girl. Well, there um, was some controversy back in the day, and I know that they've completely fixed the problem, but, you know, there is a famous shoe company where you buy one and they give one, and it was putting local shoe cobblers oh, right. out of business. Interesting. Um, and they have since altered their business plan, and uh, I really do hope that's no longer the case. But mm. you do have to be, uh, you but know. But I feel like careful. that was not intentional, probably. Definitely not intentional. So that's what I mean. I, I mean, like, a person sitting there deciding whether or not they should give something to somebody, maybe like a meal or something, they would never think that that's bad, right? But it's right. more so, the only thing that would stop them, I'm saying, is wanting to keep the resources for themselves. And I think that comes from people assuming that, and I'm not talking about, you know, somebody who can barely eat and they give their last meal away. I'm not talking about that. But I think that this sense of greediness where, like, where we over-consume and we have way more than we need and then we're still not giving back and things like that, um, you know, that comes from people's idea that the more they acquire, they'll be happier, which is kind of what yeah. we were saying before. Um, and that's where the attachment comes in where we think that, you know, things outside of ourselves or our, you know, our job or our income or a home or a fancy car or our fancy clothes, that those things that we have are the, you know, the more of them that we have, um, that we're going to be happier. And I think that stops us from giving back because happiness is like the ultimate goal of every person, you know? But if it does make you happy, right? Like if you are a shoe person and having the latest pair of shoes or some new shoe makes you happy, and in turn now, right, like you're being selfish, you're buying the shoe, but that's leading you towards supporting your friends and family. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not directly related, but mm -hmm. things that make you happy in life, um, by all means, continue to do those, maybe not in excess. Right, but <laughs> like, you know what I mean, like on the big scale, like people who like don't ever give. Right. Almost out of like a fear of like, well, no, like I need to, you know, Maybe they they make a hundred thousand dollars a year and they don't give any away because they need to make a hundred and fifty to be happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's also like, yeah, buying the shoes is gonna make you happy, but I would argue that because that's not sustainable happiness. That's just temporary like pleasure and that's external happiness or attachment to an object. I mean, many people argue about the whole charitable tax deduction, right? Like you're making a donation, but you're actually getting a tax deduction. So, mm. you know, right, is that a selfless donation when you're mm -hmm. getting something in return? You know, unfortunately, the way that our tax system is set up, we rely on deductions. Right, um, LOL. <laughs> but think about it this way, right? Like, I'm getting a refund in a couple of weeks because I did make significant significant for me contributions mm -hmm. and who's to say I'm now not going to take that deduction and do something else right you know good with it or maybe make myself feel good with it which I don't think is a bad thing right right so here I am giving getting a deduction and now I'm going to go buy a pair of shoes that I wouldn't have bought and everyone's happy mm -hmm. right 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 <laughs> exactly and I think I mean well that's where, what it comes down to too is a difference between like like when we're talking about doing things that make you happy and like getting stuff it's like, is it on a small scale and is it making you more comfortable and bringing you up to a sustainable level of comfortness and satisfaction? Or is it trying to build upon, like, this already comfortable level and you're trying to, like, grasp it and, and obtain and, and try to collect happiness? Because when people try to collect it in their, like, physical belongings, that's, I think, it's not going to help. And I think there's, you know, there's a difference between... Um, I don't know, it's just that understanding of not, not, not having to, it's a tough subject. Sacrifice, yeah. I know. <laughs> it's really not, tough. Not having to, to sacrifice in order to do good. And, and that, 
your happiness can come from helping other people, but that doesn't mean that you have to come at a loss. Like, there's such a fine line, and that's where people have to not compare themselves to other people yeah. either and just figure out, like, where am I? Like, what do I need bare minimum to make myself comfortable? And not necessarily happy, but, like, comfortable. And then, you know, what kind of – it's like a budget, like a self-budget, like a happiness budget. Like, you know, not even just financially, but even with your time and your attention, like giving things like that, you know, mentorship and things like that I think are even more important and more valuable. Um, but looking at, you know, your own kind of happiness budget, like I always think like, you know, how much, cause I don't have money to give away, but I have time and attention. I like to help other people. Um, so I, I like to think about like, okay, what's my minimum amount of time that I need for myself in order to be like in a sustainable place of like a good mood and happiness, like you were saying, or I can give back and then anything after that, then I can kind of choose to give away. So kind of knowing your own boundaries, right? Yeah. I mean, just think about your business of wellness and, and health. Right we feel better when we work out, right? Mm -hmm. it, it creates the endorphins and you feel better, but maybe you're taking that hour, that hour that you're now spending at the gym to exercise is an hour you could have spent with your family. It's an hour you could have spent getting some work done so that mm -hmm. you can you know, leave work early the next day. So you're sacrificing certain things for your own personal wellness, right. but that is making you feel better. It's making you be a better um, you know, spouse or sister or mother. Uh, so, you know, it's a, it's a give and take. It's a, yeah. you know, we're constantly struggling to find the balance yeah. of, you know, making sure that you are happy, that you can give to others, both emotionally, financially. You can be a productive employee, uh, a good employee, yeah. a good coworker. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, I mean, it's a big topic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we can talk about this forever. Yeah. Um, I talk about it all the time and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I mean I think that the I think financial giving is maybe a little different than, you know, giving up like yourself and your time. Maybe not, but I kinda see them a little bit differently in terms of like, you know, the boundaries and stuff. But um yeah, I think it I think it first just comes down to knowing what you need for yourself. Like what do I need to be happy? It's like the oxygen mask on the airplane and I always talk about that. Like you have to put on your mask first before you can help anybody else breathe better, you know? Um, and so I think it's just uh, that awareness has to come into play of like, what do I need to be okay so that you don't end up giving it away by mistake and thinking that that's gonna be more beneficial. You know what I mean? Like get take care of you first and figure out what that is so that way you know what you can give and what you can't. You know what I mean? It's just like if you had a financial budget, if you know you need $2,000 a month to pay all your bills and you only make 3,000, don't give away 1,500. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like know your, yeah. But like, know your, know your means first, and know what it's gonna take for you to be that that you know sustainable vessel that can then give back. And it's not just like you said, like a, you know, taking a bucket and like you know scooping out the water, give it away, and then you and then you just gotta refill it back up again. You know what I mean? Like it has to be something like sustainable that can also be um, like an exponential growth, and not just like give it away to somebody else, and then you have to go and scramble and get it back from somewhere else. You know. And just being, I mean, we keep using the word self, but just being self-aware, mm -hmm. really being self-aware of what your personal capacity is, whether it's giving financially, whether it's emotionally, like how much you can give to your family members, yeah. because if you can't, you know, if you, and it's very cliche, but like if you are not happy with yourself, if you are not in a good space, mm -hmm. it's going to affect every part of your life. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe that's, Maybe that's the definition of selfish, right? Like when you really don't take care of yourself, it's almost the opposite, right? Instead yeah. of selfish, it's me, me, me. Yeah, you pull pull everybody down harder. Right, but selfish of like not taking care of yourself mm -hmm. because it's just going to have a ripple effect and you know could potentially hurt other people. In yeah, your life. for sure. Yeah. I also think it's okay too to to notice like what areas of your life or just your personality or whatever, like where you're more abundant and where you're not. Like I'm not financially abundant, but I'm like. Like, morality, I have tons of that, so that's where I tend to give back. You know what I mean? So, like, kind of looking at, like, what do I have more of? You know what I mean? Um, and I think that that's helpful, too, because a lot of people think that giving, you know, just means money. And they don't have money, so like, I can't give, and they feel like shit. It's like, no. You know, what do you have the most of? Like, it's just like, you know, back in the day in the fucking villages, like, they would just trade goods and services. You know what I mean? Like, what do you have most of? Like, I, I can't tell you how many times I've given people personal training sessions and they've done headshots for me yeah. or, you know, help me fix the leak in my ceiling or whatever. Like, 
Like, look at that and don't just think about giving as money either. Yeah. And if you're going back to sort of the charitable side of things or the, the philanthropy nonprofit side of things, you know, being an advocate sometimes is mm -hmm. just as important, Your if voice, not more. Yeah. Like, if you happen to be ch talking with a cause that's important, you know, to you, to somebody who does have means, who has a ne huge network, yep. who has connections, mm -hmm. I mean, you never know who or you might be platform. speaking to. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that can oftentimes be way more valuable than, yeah. you know, a one-time transactional check. Right. And that's um, why, yeah, it's exactly what you're saying. And, and just, yeah, being aware of what your, what your resources are. Like, what do I have more of or what do I have pull in or what can I, you know, pull from to give back? And that's going to, I think, make people feel a little bit better about, you know, if they do feel guilty about not being able to give back. Yeah. Um, do you have one piece of advice for everybody um, as we close? Of, like, what's one good thing that they could... What's something that, what's a really easy way for them to start or what's a really easy thing for somebody to do that they could do today to make them feel good to give back? Like what's a really easy thing? You're really putting me on the spot here. Like maybe like check <laughs> on it, like call a friend that you haven't heard, call a relative you haven't heard from in a while and make sure they're okay or I don't know, shovel your neighbor's walkway or. Um, you know, I think I might, I might go back and, and just reiterate, I think, the importance of self-reflection. Of mm. Because I think from that, you'll be able to identify moments like those, mm. right? So sure, you could pick up and call your grandmother, but, you know, by being aware of the situation, you know, okay, today is Sunday. Oh, you know, my grandmother is all alone today. She, her yeah. A doesn't work today. Mm -hmm. I'm going to call. So just constantly trying to take a moment um, Maybe it's a little moment every day. Maybe it's you know at the end of the week to just reflect on uh, on on yourself and how that how your actions can impact others, or reflect on yourself of how lack of your actions yeah. have uh, have impacted others. So it's not it's not necessarily such concrete advice as you know um, going on a website and making a donation or calling your friend, but I think it will have. A larger, a larger impact and yeah, I love that. And I think just that having that empathy, developing a sense of empathy, and being able to put yourself in other people's shoes and think about what they might be needing because things that we might see as unimportant, just like you're saying, you know, a, a lonely relative or grandparent or parent, you know, a phone call to us, just like we were talking about in Guatemala versus here, a phone call to us seems like nothing. But to them, that could mean the world and that could lift up their spirits for an entire week. You know what I mean? So just developing that empathy, like you said, and that awareness to be able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and think, like, what do they really need most? Even if it's something that we don't need a lot of or, or that we don't appreciate or, or think is important, but they value so much and figuring out, you know, how you can help them more by what's valuable to them, not necessarily valuable to you. Yeah. And I would say, you know, embrace being selfish. You know, if that means that you're enriching yourself that you're empowering yourself, that you are, you know, working on your self-confidence and your well-being, that ultimately will impact those around you. And so yep. I would say embrace embrace the selfish. <laughs> yeah, girl, I'm here for it. I, I'm all about embracing the selfish. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much, my angel. I this hope everybody fun. got some, some good inspo from that. Um, and we'll catch you guys next time.